Welcome to the Mama Bear Apologetics Podcast. A podcast where we teach you to roar like a mother. And by roar, we mean recognize the message, offer discernment, argue for a healthier approach, and reinforce these ideas with your kids. Unless you want to growl around your house. I mean, that's cool too. <laughs> You're like, check it. We keep it reels. <laughs> that's so bad. You're awesome. Mama Bear Apologetics is a listener-supported program, so if you like what we do, head on over to the Mama Bear Apologetics website and click support. It's time to rise up, ladies. Rise up, Mama Bears. This might not affect your faith, but it might affect your children's. Hey, everyone. I am Lindsay Medenwald. I'm the executive director of Mama Bear Apologetics, and with me today is Amy Davison. She is... Uh, co-host on our podcast, and I know you all already love her. Um, I am currently in the midst of a Wicca series for Mama Bear Apologetics, and I will link to a crash course that I've written recently on our blog about Wicca. But as I was preparing for this, I had a conversation with Amy, and she revealed to me that she has had some experiences with Wicca. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what better place to do a Q&A than with our very own Amy Davison. So that is why she's here. Thanks for joining me today, Amy. Of course. Now, it was so fun to, we were, we were having a meetup with uh, a, a book um, that we're working on. And yeah, just to be able to, to chat with that over lunch was was really fun. Like, really? It was uh, like, we got to do this. We got to record. So yeah, we were so excited. Hillary was off in a meeting and it was yep. just me and Amy and Hillary's mom, who was awesome. And Amy just started sharing all of this information and I just quickly wrote things down and I said, we've got to talk to Hillary about this. And we just bombarded her when she came out the door. We yeah. Like, what do you think? And she's like, I'm in. So yeah, do we are. This is you know, a month and a half later and we're chatting about it. So I'm really excited. And I'm mainly excited because I know that a lot of moms and dads might have some questions about witchcraft mm -hmm. and Wicca. Uh, we kind of see it in culture today and TV shows or yes. uh, movies, and how can we have these conversations with our kids about um, what Wicca is to begin with, mm -hmm. and also um, how can we protect our kids from um, the darkness that comes with witchcraft? So, right. Amy, I want to dive right in to your own testimony, if that's okay with you. Of course. Um, did tell me about your upbringing. Were you raised in a religious home? Kind of like I, I have to hesitate there. We um, we are kind of what you call the the priesters. You know, we were there at church on on usually on on Christmas, uh, Easter definitely. So our my grandmother on my dad's side was kind of the spiritual matriarch, but we weren't regular churchgoers. Um, so it was just scattered about here and there. Um, middle school, I spent a bit of time in youth ministry, uh, but it wasn't huge. Uh, as I got later into, into high school, my best friend and I, we would go to summer camp and all the summer camps around us were Christian. So I did have some of those influences, but around the time I was, I got interested in Wicca, it was, it was sort of that gap between I was getting out of uh, the middle school youth group scene and I was into the first couple years of high school. So it was about 10th grade that I started to get into it. And I just wasn't involved in youth group and, and church at the time. Mm -hmm. 
so your parents didn't encourage you to go to youth group, but they didn't keep you from going to youth group. Is that kind of how it was? Well, we were, it's like on Wednesday nights, we were sort of dropped off and, and there's, it was like, oh, is this fun thing to go? And we went on a mission trip in eighth grade and that sort of thing. But it was just one of those to where it just sort of fell away. It was, it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a habit that was um, necessarily cultivated in a sense. It was okay. You know, if, if you don't really want to go, that's fine. And then, you know, Sundays just became the day that you hung out at home and, and uh, played at the house. It was, that was just the, the way it was. So. I think that's a routine a lot of people are in right now because of COVID. So many of us have been in this online church world Mm -hmm. um, and easing ourselves back into that Sunday morning routine where um, most of us in the country can now uh, return to churches. And what does that look like for for Christian families and getting out of that, let's just stay at home today and let's keep in that routine to keep our kids grounded in Mm -hmm. this routine of faith. Um, oh, I know. It's a really important point. It is. Yeah. Our church is just starting uh, this Sunday. They're finally um, going to start in in-person services and everybody's really excited. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're pumped to go back. Yeah. We just started back a few weeks ago and it was just like, you're it's so home. much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you're coming home. It, it really is. feels like a home. So yeah. if you're not consistently staying in church as a teenager, how did you even hear about Wicca? How did that come up? It ended up coming up through friends in school. So I, um, I wasn't one of the popular kids in school. Uh, full disclosure, in middle school, I wore a sailor dress and knee-high socks. So if that's any insight into how popular I was. Um, so it was like Stranger th- Things, right? Oh like there's a girl gosh. in there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look that good, though. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So at... I was already kind of on those outer fringes and, uh, you know, even with, I remember with, um, the middle school youth group that I was a part of, there was that, that split between it was, you know, the, the youth pastor, he was great. Um, I, I love that guy. He was awesome. But, you know, it was just very much the, the popular kids. That was, that was their kind of group. So if you weren't in that group, you just, you sat kind of at the back of the room, you didn't have really a place to fit in. So, you know, it's never feeling quite like you fit in in youth group was, was part of it. Um, another big thing that sort of ended up leading to it was um, there was a girl and I, I feel so bad because this is the only the only way I remember her as is um, in English on the first day of school, you know, you get up and get in, give introductions on, on uh, who you are and that sort of thing. And she gave this whole overflowing speech about how, you know, Christ was so important in her life and her faith was so important. And this gal made my life miserable all through high school. Um, She, you know, she and her friends were just very bullying and, and not very nice people. So I remember sitting back and listening to her testimony and watching her. And I said, well, if, that's what a Christian is. Um, I don't want any part of that because I had, I had been trying, um, I'd been kind of a, you know, I'd been reading scripture on my own and everything. It was kind of this solitary thing. And so when you're, when you're kind of doing it on your own and you don't have a lot of uh, questions being answered and that sort, you kind of flounder a bit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, uh, in combination with her testimony, and then I had, um, some of my friends who were interested in Wicca and they would tell me like, well, you know, those passages in the Bible about witches, they were added like thousands of years later, just so the church could persecute them. And it's like, Oh, you know, that kind of makes sense. I didn't have anybody to go to, to, to bounce ideas. So it was, it was all these little things, these, these little sort of shifts that led to me saying, you know what, if this is what Christianity looks like, if this is what it is, then I don't want it. And I didn't realize at the time that I wasn't actually seeing what Christianity was. Mm-hmm. I was seeing a, a bad misrepresentation of it. 
So I ended up just by the testimony of my friends getting interested in Wicca. And it, it seemed like a, a somewhat natural fit. My, my family, um, we have Scottish heritage. And so we, every summer we would go to the Highland Games and it was, it's so much fun. It's like three days of, you know, caber toss, everybody's in kilts and tartans and you're learning about history. You're finding out, you know, which clan you're a part of. It's, it's totally fun. But part of, you know, that Celtic history is, is there's a bit the religious aspect too. So it got mm -hmm. me thinking, okay, well, if this is my heritage, then what was the original religion of my heritage? And so since you've got um, that Celtic background, I was thinking, oh, you know what? This may be more authentic then for me to go this route uh, than say Christianity. So it was just all these little things that kind of got me into looking into Wicca. And did your parents know that you were looking into Witchcraft? Um, no, no, but I didn't tell them either. I mean, um, that's one thing, you know, I, it was one of those to where it wasn't like an overly religious home, but it was sort of a thing that I just kept private to myself. I remember mm. it, this will kind of date it. I remember sneaking off to Walden's books. Do you remember Walden's? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. So Walden's books was in our mall. And I remember sneaking off into the new age section. Mm. And picking up, um, like, I, I don't know, I had like five bucks or whatever. And I picked up this book, uh, Celtic magic. Um, and, uh, and that was like my first introduction. I bought it in secret, um, and well, hid it in my backpack. And, uh, and that's what I, I would read either during lunch or at classes mm -hmm. just to kind of, uh, see what it was all about. And I, I love research and, and that sort of thing. So looking at things like, okay, what do different crystals mean? What do the colors mean? Uh, different herbs, what are their meaning? You know, I just found it all fascinating. I was just enamored with the research of it. And so from there, it led me to other books, um, Scott Cunningham's book, uh, Gerald Gardner. Um, so all, all these, uh, books I was just collecting. Oh gosh, there was one gal. Um, I forget her name. Uh, it was like, something silver fox anyways it was to ride a silver broomstick it was this workbook and i mean just oh. see how much of a nerd it was it was a workbook a wiccan workbook on you know how to how to learn this stuff and i would fill it out i remember in social studies i would be instead of learning about government i was learning about wicca wow so that's uh that's you know how i got into it but yeah they didn't know because i i kept it hidden and kids are good at mm. good at hiding things so yeah that was like the precursor to fake apps on phones, right? Like, yes. That kids are creative moms. Figure it out. Um, oh, man. Find out what they're hiding because they're exactly. probably hiding something. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, so, I... Oh, go ahead. Okay. So what, what, um, what kept you interested in Wicca? So you mentioned crystals mm -hmm. and you mentioned herbs and things. Uh, after you researched it, like what kept you going and how long was this process for you? So what I really appreciated about it was how nature focused it was. I mean, I am, I am about as tree hunger as you can get without being crazy. Um, I, I love being out in nature and everything. So the, how it, it prioritizes the beauty of nature, uh, looking at the stars, being out in the woods, flowers, that sort of thing. I, I was really drawn to that. I was really drawn to the creation aspect of it. And, um, and so that was one of those things that just sort of kept me going. But then it was also a lot of this um, sort of kinesthetic vibe to it. I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. very, I mean, you, you have candles that you light and the scents, the smells, um, 
you know, there were, there were rituals that you would do at night to where you would have, uh, like my window would, was open, the moonlight would come uh, right in. So, I mean, it was just, there was this great atmosphere. And so it was, and Wicca is very much um, emotion based. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that you have to put your emotion part of the uh, spell casting is you have to focus all of your energy. You have to get your emotion in. That's why drums and music are so integral into a lot of it Mm -hmm. is to, again, generate this emotion. Um, which, you know, we see with, uh, with Elijah in, in the Bible, we see how the, the priests and everything would get themselves all worked up. That's, that's a good bit of it too. So when you have this emotion, you, and you have the sense, the sights, the smells, it is, um, very sensual, um, in that sense to where, you know, as a, a 16, 17 year old girl, that was something I, I really appreciated. I liked the atmosphere. I liked the smells. I liked the candles. Um, I liked all of that. So that was one of the things that sort of held my interest through it. And then it seemed, um, it came off as the nicer way to go because, uh, Wicca, it, it talks, it's very, um, pluralistic to where, you know, with Wicca, you can, um, anybody can be Wiccan. It's not really something that's evangelized. They don't really have an outreach that they do. It's just, you're supposed to be searching for your path and somebody else may be searching for their path. And that's okay because all paths lead to one, you know? So it seems like it's the nice route to go because everybody can do as they want. And even Wicca is highly customizable. I mean, you, um, depending on how you want to, uh, worship, whether you're going to worship, uh, the horned God and the goddess, or you're not, maybe you're going to go after other deities. Maybe you're not going to have any deities. Um, it, it is very much you based, whatever feels right to you is encouraged. You're supposed to use words that feel right to you. Uh, spells are customized. So it's very much, um, inward focused where you're in control. And that's, it's very appealing. I can see, I just read an article at the Atlantic about why witchcraft is on the rise again in our country. It it seems to ebb and flow. It does. Um, And a part of that video or part of the article was a video, um, about a 10, 10 minute video Mm -hmm. about witches in our country Mm -hmm. and, um, why, why they are witches and why they practice witchcraft. And, um, most of them call themselves Druids. Um, Uh and they, you know, all practice differently. Some of them get out their flutes and play Mm -hmm. music and some of them are dancing and some of them are, uh, out in, in the nighttime. Mm -hmm. Others are kind of in their, in their own space practicing, Mm -hmm. um, however they feel like they should practice. And, um, feelings are, they can be, you know, a a heavy influence in the choices that we make. Um, and it seems like Wicca, um, being that open and that, that open to people making their own choices. I can Mm -hmm. see why in a country circumstance, like we are right now, why that might feel like I could do that. Um, I can worship however I want. Mm -hmm. I can kind of pick and choose the things I like. Mm -hmm. And, um, maybe even be a Christian who practices Wicca. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. What that would look like would be, of course, you know, astrology. Mm -hmm. Um, there, you know, 40, something like 40% of Christians say they believe in astrology and psychics, Mm -hmm. um, and would visit psychics and Ronald Reagan, you know, the, the president that we all lift up as like the Christian president, and I'm not saying he wasn't a Christian, he would regularly bring in psychics to the White House to consult about major decisions that he and Nancy were going to be making, whether for their own family or for the country. Um, And so people don't understand, like, Christians are are practicing some aspects of witchcraft and may not even 
recognize it as such. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you bring that up because it, it, there's a bit of a distinction. Um, so when it comes to Wicca and witchcraft, they're actually supposed to be thought of as distinct. Wicca is more of the religion, whereas witchcraft mm-hmm. is more of guidelines and practices, how to go about spell casting and things. So while um, there's actually a, a movement now of going up of what's called Christian witches. So um, not necessarily Christian Wiccans, but Christian witches, because um, obviously Wicca and Christian couldn't go together, but they say that Christian and witchcraft can, because again, witchcraft doesn't necessarily advocate any sort of deity worship, but it is practicing tarot cards, crystals, that sort of thing. There's a, there's a whole website now of this gal who, who just came out not too long ago. Um, she calls herself a reverend and everything. And she, uh, she denounces the Bible as any sort of historical document whatsoever. It's basically a sort of like a book of stories. She says she doesn't want to equate it as that, but then when you read what she's saying, it, it's basically, okay, well, these are just some stories and they have so much mystical elements in there that she said that, you know, I'm able to, um, uh, revere Jesus, um, mm. as well as practice witchcraft. And I'm, I'm not surprised. I started noticing this, um, increase in, in Wicca, uh, or in witchcraft, um, not, not too long ago at Target, I was walking through and I noticed, um, you know, there, we, there'd been all this new age stuff for quite a while, you know, all meditation, chakras, all that stuff you would see, uh, there. So I was like, okay, you know, we're, we're definitely into the whole spiritualism thing going on. And then I started seeing books, uh, that were about Wicca. And in fact, I think it was, it was either 2018 or 2019, um, had the highest release of Wicca books that were being, and books on witchcraft that were being um, published. And so we're seeing this cycle and it makes sense because when you have spiritualism, which is about meditation and chakras, crystals, um, burning incense, essential oils, no offense to the essential oils people, those are often used in it. I'm not saying if you have a whole stack of essential oils, you're Wiccan or or into witchcraft, but you know, those things often there. So it's not a hard jump. It's not a big leap to go from that into into witchcraft and there is it's very much um pro-feminism there's a huge matriarchal presence in fact one thing um there's there's a quote uh, or a saying that often goes with uh with wicca and witchcraft is that we are the daughters of the witches you weren't able to burn and it's this very empowering wow. statement like you couldn't keep us down and even in books like um uh, gardner's book on witchcraft is called big blue it's this massive blue big book on witchcraft he talks um, very much about how, oh, well, the church was against us and they, they you know, murdered nine million of our people, which is, you know, that he doesn't provide any sources for his information, which I found frustrating. Um, but he just sort of makes some claims uh, that, you know, this is how the Christians were. And, oh, they're, they're always negative. They're always hateful. Um, they're very much against sex. So it, it was kind of geared toward Christianity, but you kind of got, okay, you know, he's, he sort of has a beef with the Roman Catholic church and how things were, yeah. which, and, and then Wicca is then presented as, oh, look at how happy we are. Look at how free we are. Look at how accepting we are. You can do what you like. As long as it harm none, uh, the, uh, the Wiccan uh, read is harm none, do as you will. The problem is, is they, they don't really have a way of grounding what exactly is harm. Um, mm. They, because they don't believe in sin. Uh, one big distinction is, uh, they are not Satanists. Um, they 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 actually find it very offensive yeah. when Christians accuse them of Satanism because they don't they don't even believe in Satan. So even in Christianity, we would say if you're worshiping anything other than God, then that obviously is it has evil connotations. They don't understand. Or, well, it's not that they don't understand that, but they wouldn't. Um, they don't see that. So it's one of those things to where if you're doing outreach, 
you know, if you jumped to, oh, well, well, you're Satanist and you're going to hell, they would be like, you totally don't get us. And then boom, you know, the conversation shut down. So it's, it's just some of those things to kind of be aware of, but yeah, it's, it's just this, I, I saw these books now coming out. And again, it's, it's um, even in uh, magazines like Teen Vogue, they would have all these articles coming out just this last year about how to include, um, witchcraft into your sex life to have, um, uh, these more magical, intimate experiences. Wow. And so, you know, these are being promoted, uh, to kids as, Oh, this is just a, an alternative path. That's the big thing. You have to find your path. And I find my path. That's again, this whole pluralistic, uh, base that they have that again, it appears to be very opening and welcoming, but then on yeah. the other side of it, what they don't, um, and, and what is said, uh, but it, it isn't as advertised is they don't really, they don't agree that there is original sin or sin in general, but yet they can't really account for it. Um, mm. They say that they're, you know, you're not supposed to be hexing or cursing. Um, and there's some debate about the rule of three to where whatever you, whatever you let out, it comes back to you threefold. Um, there's some debate on whether or not that actually exists, or if that was just one of those things that was made up to try and keep witches in check. And, um, but, but yet there's this other darker side to where they say, okay, well, if you are doing spell casting, you want to make sure you're casting protective spells about you because they'll affirm that there are these dark entities that are looking, that are lurking about and they want to, you know, either suck in on your energy or, um, you know, latch on to you and speak. There's, you know, they say, oh, well, you're not supposed to curse, but then you'll hear other folks say, oh yeah, you know, we're casting binding spells, we're doing curses and hexes, that sort of thing. So there's, there's an incontinuity there. And, um, and to where they're, they're saying, well, I don't believe in this evil and darkness and sin and that sort of thing, but yet it is there, you know? Hmm. So it's, um, it's definitely something that I don't think kids, uh, really realize is there because they think, oh, well, I'm just being nice. I'm just casting these spells and it's great. I'm going to bring about prosperity or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and they don't realize that, no, no, you're, there are actually evil there. And they'll even tell, uh, Wiccans will even tell you there is evil out there. Um, but it's just, it's just not often spoken of. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm rambling, but no, you're not. No, it's, it's really important. I think you made several important points there. Um, and one of them that stuck out to me was um, not calling them uh, Satanists. I think right. that's a really important point to raise because as anybody who reads my stuff, um, one of the things I like to focus on is how do we have conversations with people from different worldviews yeah. and um, connect with them? And uh, so for me, that means not calling thing, everything a cult if yes. it's just a religion that is on the fringes. Mm-hmm. Um, you call cults cults and then everything else kind of be careful about calling a cult. Yeah. And um, because cult, the, using the word cult can turn people away from you before you even get started with them. Yes. And so if we're, if we're having a conversation with somebody that practices Wicca mm-hmm. and then we call them Satanists, mm-hmm. uh, we're turning off the conversation before we can even have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm always in the boat of having um, gentle and respectful conversations. Absolutely. Because of First Peter 3.15. Um, we can disagree on worldview, but that doesn't give us the right to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And if we can avoid those words that are triggers, um, yeah. you know, and I, so I think that's a really excellent point. Um, the other thing that I, I think is important is that our kids are seeing it, whether mm-hmm. or not we're bringing it to the table. So to oh, speak. yeah. 
Uh, they're seeing it walking through stores. Mm-hmm. They're seeing it probably in their school libraries, in the magazines yeah. um, that are available in school libraries. Um, and so you've highlighted a lot of the um, sort of positive things about Wicca that sort of drew you in. Mm-hmm. What sort of led you away? Um, what were some of the negative things or negative aspects that you said, oh, maybe I'm not actually fully into this. And mm-hmm. did you call yourself a witch? What is, how does that work? Well, technically, and again, it depends there. There's so many different, I don't want to say denominations, but there's so many different branches within, um, Wicca and just paganism in general, um, that, that, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to, to say, you know, when, at what point do you call yourself a witch? There is a, there is a tradition that you are supposed to study for a year and a day. And then once you get to that point, then you can call yourself a witch. That's the time that you are supposed to, and which is, which is a term for both male and female. Um, okay. So you wouldn't call like a guy a warlock uh, because that is actually means oath breaker. So you uh, oh. a guy, yeah, I, I know. Uh, fun fact. Um, so uh, so you would actually call um, a guy a witch just like you would uh, a girl. Um, and so um, so with that with that year in the day process, you're supposed to be studying and getting the background and understanding the history of it. You're supposed to be getting herb knowledge, how to set up your altar um, and that sort of thing. And, and then you commit yourself. So my process, um, lasted for one year. Um, I, and it was one of those two, to where I was just headlong into it. I was just reading and studying. Um, I was wearing a pentagram. In fact, that's the, that was one point where, um, my mom found out about it is I was coming up the stairs and I had my pentagram. It happened to um, come out from underneath my shirt. And, uh, and she like looked at it and she was like, Oh my gosh, she was like, do not bring that into, into this house is, is what she said. And I remember, um, thinking like, well, why, what's, what's the big deal? I'm not hurting anything. Um, okay. because again, I, it was all just the nice stuff of, Oh, let's work with herbs. Let's, um, you know, let's, uh, you know, call the quarters, that sort of thing and have these, uh, rituals. I wasn't, I didn't think I was actually harming anyone, but yet there was a very, um, there was a very real aspect too of, of the darker parts that were there. Um, so I had friends who, you know, we would meet up at the park, uh, at night because, you know, it's full of woods and, and trees and, and everything. So obviously that's a, a great place to meet when you're you out of the graveyard, right? Yeah, no, there was no graveyards. <laughs> uh, no, no, and no graveyards, but there were trees. So I would go to the woods, Washington state, you know, is just a uh, lush. And so, she had brought a Ouija board with her and she was like, okay, cool. You know, let's, let's take it to the next level. And we're all, we're like, no, no, we're, we're not getting, we're not going to mess with that because, uh, the rest of us were all like, no, there's no way, because this is how, this is how things get bad. Right. Is, is uh, messing with these and trying to speak to these spirits because then you're, you're allowing them to communicate. You're opening these doors. And that was kind of those first things like, okay, wait a second if this is not good, if I'm saying, okay, this part here is, is not a good thing, then why is all the rest of it? Okay. And, um, I started thinking back on, okay, wait, this, this doesn't start, this doesn't really answer my questions. I mean, there, there's, um, very important worldview questions that each worldview is supposed to answer. And, um, and Wicca wasn't doing that. And so throughout this year is, I, I, I consider it this, this huge wrestling time with me and God, because I was, I was actively pushing him away. I mean, I would, I wouldn't even say, um, under God in the pledge of allegiance in the morning. Like I would just keep my mouth shut. Um, because I was just so against uh, acknowledging him at all, but yet he, I, he was always there sort of in the background, just waiting. And I kept feeling like I was always just trying to push him away. And so, um, 
as, as the year started coming, that year and a day mark started coming, I, I was trying to throw myself more and more into it because I wanted it to work out. I wanted it to, to be my thing, so to speak, something that sets me aside because again, Christianity was for the, the good looking popular girls. Christianity wasn't for, you know, the nerdy quiet types like me. So Wicca made more sense. Um, Mm. was part of my reasoning. And so, um, I, I tried to get more and more and, and just the more that I read, I was like, this doesn't do it. This doesn't answer the questions that I have. And so on that year mark, um, I, I looked at, I had all, I had this wooden box that I had, you know, candles and, and some crystals and things in, and I was just looking at it. I even had, um, these, uh, the, you know, these coins that you would toss and it was kind of like uh, casting lots and that sort of thing. And I was like, mm. you know, this isn't it this, this, this doesn't work for me. And so I, I closed it and, and put it aside. And, um, I, I just said, no, I I can't do this anymore. And, uh, uh, shortly thereafter, I, I, I rededicated myself, um, to Christ and asked forgiveness, um, for what I had been doing. And yeah, it just, it, it just didn't, it didn't fit. It didn't, it didn't meet what it said that it would. Yeah. You, you mentioned, um, Popular kids versus unpopular kids. Yes. Um, I'm picturing like the movie, The Craft. And oh my the gosh. Goth kids. <laughs> um, the, oh. the goth kids are, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm huge into film. And so I will yeah. bring up a movie reference whenever. Possible. Oh yeah. It's the best. Um, but The Craft is, you know, these, these girls who are sort of the outcasts yeah. um, of their, of their school and they are like hardcore into it. Um, yeah. and they're into the, you know, the senses and, mm-hmm. um, uh, is that what all kids look like who are involved in this and can parents look at their kids and go like, Oh, they don't meet that, that. So they're definitely not involved in, in Wicca. Right. No. And, and that's, what's so funny is when you think of, and there's a bit of a character that when it comes to a Wiccan that you think it's like this girl who spends way too much of her birthday money at hot topic. Um, you know, she's got the black nails and the black lipstick and yes, that's, that's some of them. Um, in fact, it, it, going on Instagram, if you just, you know, type in Wicca, you'll see, Oh wow, there is a bit of a stereotype here, but that, that actually isn't the case. In fact, now it's, it's more of this attractive bohemian, um, look to where, you know, you wouldn't, recognize, um, someone who was, uh, practicing witchcraft or, or chakras and that sort of thing, because they look just regular, normal. In fact, there one, um, one gal that I had met that actually, uh, sort of exposed me to the idea that Christians were getting into this was, uh, a nanny. I was training to, to fill my position. I was, I was a nanny for a family and she was, uh, she had come up from California to stay with her family in Texas. And she was telling me, Oh yeah, I've, uh, I'm into chakras and readings and, and, uh, Reiki and, all these other things. She goes, Oh, I've got so many Christian friends who are into crystals because of the vibrations and everything. And I was, I was floored because she didn't look the type, um, you know, again, that sort of exposed some of, some of my own uh, ignorance there is, Oh, wow. I wouldn't have guessed that you were into that. Um, and then, you know, it did surprise me how she said, how many of her Christian friends are getting into it again, because they think, Oh, well, if this crystal actually does have vibrations or whatever, well, maybe that's scientific. And if it's scientific, then that must mean it's okay. So I can incorporate that into my faith life. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not to say if you have any of those pink salt lamps that you should like <laughs> throw them in the trash and pray over your house or anything. But, you know, it's, it's just kind of showing ways how some people are justifying some of this. So no, it's not always the, the kids who are the outcasts, though that does play a lot into it. In fact, one of the things that's really concerning 
about Wicca is sort of their proofs for how to figure out if you're a witch are super accessible. Like, and they're so general. Like, um, some of them are, if you're more introverted, if you're more of a night owl, if you're empathetic, if you, uh, like to study, if you feel good, um, after you have a, have a long bath with candles, um, you're making me nervous. Here. I know, right? <laughs> I'm watching all of this stuff and I'm looking at this and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is everyone. Um, and there, there was another article that I read. Um, I want to say, I don't think it was with Teen Vogue. I think it was like Vogue or Cosmo. Um, that it was talking about, um, or maybe it was the Atlantic anyways. So she was talking about how, if you feel better about your house after you've given it a good cleaning, well, that's a clean, that sounds like a cleaning spell to me is what she said. Or, you know, like the bath thing. Oh, if you like to light candles and put bath salts in your bath. Oh, well that's, you know, uh, something you're doing to, to help cleanse yourself. That's a cleansing, another cleansing, uh, type huh. spell to where, when you have these little things that are so general and so vague, I mean, confirmation bias is huge here. Now you've got kids thinking, oh, you know, I am more empathetic. You know, sometimes I do know who's on the phone, you know, the phone rings and I know who's calling. Oh, you know, that must mean that I'm wicked. In fact, even some of the comments on the videos were, oh, she said that you're you're more likely to be Wiccan if you're a night owl. And I'm watching this video at one in the morning. So I always knew I was a Wiccan and I'm just like, oh my gosh, people. Um, but I mean, this is very much out there. And I know this isn't like everyone believes this, but it, it is mainstream to the extent that if you have an impressionable kid, be a boy or girl, girls are more inclined into it because of the feminine aspect. It's empowering. It's, you know, uh, textual. Um, but guys can be just as drawn in. And when you have these little checklists of here's how you know if you're a witch, um, it's easy to get sucked in because, oh, this must be who I really am. And I've always felt like a bit of an outsider. I don't fit in with the in crowd. Um, so this must be my path. And mm. it, it's Yeah, you've, you've already mentioned a, a bunch of ways that it's sort of seeping into culture. Yeah. Um, if moms and dads are watching and they're thinking, well, if my kid watches Harry Potter, mm. does that make them want to be a witch? Or if we've watched Mary Poppins or, um, you know, she's got the cleaning spell, by the way. I don't think <laughs> I have a cleaning spell. Mary Poppins definitely has a cleaning spell. Um, are they going to be more influenced by Wiccan culture? So mm. what what parts of our culture should parents be aware of mm. um, when when they're thinking, how can I safeguard my kids? But not put them in a bubble. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. And it's so funny you mentioned Mary Poppins because I remember as a kid, I watched that movie. I was so excited. I, and I wish I hadn't said anything because I told my mom, I'm going to go clean my room. And I went into my room and I started snapping to try and get all the toys to move. And they didn't move and she made me clean it. And I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, darn you, Disney. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the big question, right? Is uh, will books like Harry Potter or shows like um, The Owl House uh, is the newest one, um, are those things lockdown gonna, gonna lead kids astray? Sometimes. Um, the reason I say sometimes is it really depends on the personality of the kid. Most of the time, and Lindsay, we were having this conversation earlier, most of the time when people walk away from Christianity, it's not because of one thing. Mm -hmm. It's actually several compromises that are coming in where they don't feel um, included, where they haven't had questions that were answered, where they've had someone who has, uh, you know, misrepresented the gospel to them. Um, it, it's all these little things that eventually lead up to them walking away from the faith. Uh, 
but it is concerning when you have shows, uh, especially Owl House. I was doing extensive real research on that when it first came out because there's this huge hubbub on Twitter um, to where this show, they actually do use Wiccan spell books and that sort of thing, books on witchcraft yeah. as research material for this show. Um, even some of the symbols that they write are actually pulled from there. This isn't new to Disney. Uh, when you think of Princess and the Frog, they would use actual voodoo veve symbols in there. Um, the uh, Shadow Man, he is actually uh, one of the, the, it is direct match to one of the, the voodoo um, gods, and I, I forget his name, so please forgive me. But um, so this isn't anything that's new toward kids' cartoons. Um, but it really does depend on the kid because then we have uh, books like the Chronicles of Narnia, which have heavy pagan themes within them. Um, Bacchus is, I believe I'm saying that right. Um, he is the God of sort of wine and partying, mm -hmm. and he has a fairly decent appearance within the Narnia series. And so I, I caution parents when they try and take a hard stance against all of this, because unless you're keeping Narnia out of the picture, you're going to look super inconsistent. Um, and also, uh, just with the nature of Mama Bear, um, Hillary coined this great thing, which is chew and spit. So chew and spit acknowledges that just because it's not a Christian source doesn't mean that they can't speak truth. That's the nature of truth, right? Truth can be spoken even by people who don't accept it. Um, and Christians uh, can speak falsehoods. I mean, it, it happens all the time. Um, and so it's. I think it, what's more important is to not shield kids completely. Um, but to make sure that you're supplementing with how to discern what's true and what's false. Because just for example, uh, the Owl House show, you know, folks are very much against it. Now they're introducing bisexual characters. Again, it's, it's not anything new. Nickelodeon's done it with um, yeah. a ton of their other shows. Um, but in one episode in particular, uh, it talks about how Lou, she so, she so wants to fit in and she thinks witchcraft is the, the thing that's going to be there. That's going to be her thing. She, you know, she was big into the fantasy books. I mean, it's so stereotypical, right? She's big into the fantasy books. She falls into this witchcraft world. She's so excited because then she wants to have her life be exactly like the book. She wants to be the, the lone kid who ends up being the savior, right? There's these sort of uh, nods of a little bit toward Harry Potter. She ends up meeting this, uh, this wizard. Oh, you're the chosen one here. I've got this special mission that only you can complete. And she goes on this, this uh, mission to where she's meeting these fairies and, oh, chosen one here, have this bracelet and food. You're so amazing. She has a sidekick that is like this super honk who of course isn't wearing a shirt because why would a good looking guy wear a shirt, right? He's just like ripping off. He's like, come on, chosen one. And it's, it's like, like Jacob in Twilight. Yeah. Never in a shirt. <laughs> shirt. That's exactly. Yeah. He had the long hair. So, you know, and she's just, so it's everything that she wanted to hear. Oh, you're the chosen one. Here's this good looking sidekick that's totally into you. Here's all these fairies that are praising your existence. You know, it's everything that kids want to hear. They want to feel special. Mm -hmm. Well, then she gets to the end of this mission. She's like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then she finds out that the wizard who sent her there was actually a demon called the puppeteer. And what he, when he rises up, he's almost like this octopus guy. And you see that each one of his tentacles were each of the little people, the fairies, the good looking guy, the, um, the wizard himself. And it was all these things that were there to manipulate her, to get her to this one place so that he could capture her. And I thought it was brilliant because I'm like, this is such a great representation of, of how, uh, Satan works to manipulate, to twist, to tell us exactly what we want to hear, to get us to the place that we never wanted to be. And I thought it was so well done and not many people are going to see it because they're like, no, like, ban Disney plus burn the cell phones, you know? So I, I say this to, to encourage caution because 
Yes, there are works of fiction that incorporate things like witchcraft. A lot of the books um, on witchcraft, especially when you think of Harry Potter, this is more fantasy stuff. Matilda, yes. Matilda's a classic one that I'm like, wait, Harry Potter, Matilda. Yeah, well, even (laughs) Veggie Tales. How in the world did they pick up the teddy bear? They're using levitation, folks. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, um, so I say that um, to say that. that just because it are, and even the Wiccans, they'll tell you that this sort of thing isn't what Wicca is. So like when we think, oh, that's witchcraft, you know, they're not actually flying around on brooms. They're not levitating things. I mean, who wouldn't like that? I would love to be able to shoot something across the room so that I don't have to walk there and get it, you know? But, um, so, so I think we do need a bit of caution there because there, there are some really great analogies. There are some really great lessons that can be in there. Um, so, I say, yeah, exercise caution, be consistent. If you're going to take a hard line against this stuff, you're going to have to do some explaining. If you have your kids read Narnia, you're going to have to explain why this one is okay. And that one isn't, and you may end up coming off, um, a little like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. So um, Lord of the Rings, Lord Lord of the the Rings Rings. has magic in it. Right. And so what, what that kind of can teach kids as well, as long as it has a Christian label, then it's okay. It doesn't matter if it's actually Christian in essence and, and, uh, uh, is into the, or adheres to the nature of God and the teachings of scripture. It's just, well, as long as we can slap a Christian label, just like that Christian witchcraft, that movement that's going on now, well, then it's okay. As long as I say, Jesus, I love you, then it really doesn't matter what I do. And that's, we don't want our kids to do that. So chew and spit is very important. So it's in our culture. What about Mm -hmm. our churches? Are we seeing Wicca kind of seep into churches? Um, I don't know if we're seeing Wicca per se, but I think we see some aspects. Um, Enneagram is, I mean, I'm, Enneagrams kind of is interesting, but I, I don't put a whole lot of truth value into there, but we are seeing some of these new agey teachings um, creeping in, especially and interestingly in women's ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important for, uh, for people to sort of be aware of, of what's going on there. Um, you know, you, I, I've even seen workout groups, uh, like Christian workout groups that, okay, well, we're going to meditate. Well, make sure you know exactly what you're meditating on, that sort of thing. So we do have to be cautious and be aware of these sorts of things. So, but um, I don't think it's anything that right now is is very loudly going in, but I think it's sort of behind the thing scenes stuff like the like the gallows training she was saying oh yeah a lot of christians that i know are starting to work with crystals again and they're trying to justify it by well you know it's because there's maybe these vibrations that we may have scientific proof for there are herbs that yes help you sleep or help relieve headaches that sort of thing um which I'm, I'm not necessarily against but when you start starting to do that shift of okay well let me um let me start prioritizing this over my faith. Anything that you prioritize over God is going to end up becoming an idol. So we do have to be watchful um, on those things. Yeah. I think as parents, we kind of want to, you know, we want to shield our kids, Yeah, but we understand, especially if they're, you know, going to school and, mm-hmm. you know, many kids aren't, but these days, but yeah. um, if they're in school, they're going to hear something from yeah. their friends. Um, so you've already sort of mentioned that chew and spit method that mm-hmm. we love here at Mama Bear. What else can parents do? Is there anything else parents should be doing? How do they talk to their kids about this? If they're watching a movie and it comes up or um, it, it's really like any other topic, but yeah. what should parents be doing to talk to their kids about this? Well, and you know, like you said, movies are are great at being able to, to start these conversations, TV shows, because yeah, a lot of this is in there. Um, of kids getting into this, even, uh, there's this show called Craig of the Creek and they have two teen characters, um, 
two girl characters who are into the witchcraft and the the little kids who are about eight and nine, you know, they go up to them for wisdom and that sort of thing. And so it's, if you're watching that with your kiddos, which I, I usually make a point of, if the kids have cartoons on, I, I usually watch it with them because there's stuff in there that they're smuggling in every um, time, every single time. Uh, and they're getting more bold about it too. And I want to make sure that, that I'm watching it so we can have these conversations and basically ask them, okay, well, well, what is this? Have you seen this before? Um, what do you think their intent is? Uh, when they're casting these spells, um, they they're trying to bring about uh, some sort of benefit. But is that harming somebody else? Is that good for us? So it's just these good discussion questions that you can ask um, and start explaining to your kids about some of the origins. So my kids have seen the Harry Potter uh, movies, and we have discussed about it. Oh, you know they they got this um, this reference here from Greek mythology and Roman mythology to where we're able to point back and say, okay, but how does that line up with scripture? How do we know that's true? How does this account for sinfulness and uh, evil that is in the world? And so it's it's just great discussion questions there. Um, I think especially as your kids get into middle school, that's kind of when the worldview explosion happens. They're going to have kids who are trying to figure out who they are. And so they're going to be taking in all sorts of things. And, you know, their friends aren't going to have the same phone restrictions as your kids maybe have um, or, you know, access to books and that sort of thing. So you want to get your kids already thinking about the worldview. And so even just having conversations of, hey, you know, um, let's, let's just have a dialogue about, uh, about Wicca. What have you heard about it? Uh, what do you think witchcraft is? Get, get to know what they already know about it do a little research yourself and then talk to them about, okay, well, what sort of questions can you ask your friends? So one of the big things that we've talked about with, with Wicca is, um, their dependence upon pluralism is, oh, there's all mm-hmm. different sorts of paths. Okay. But how does that actually work out? How is it that all paths that are very contradictory can lead to the same thing. Is that possible? And so just getting your kids to be thinking about these things because kids nowadays, especially they want to be there and they're very much groomed to be accepting tolerant, which, which are great, except if it's to the point where now we're not even thinking um, we're just, Oh, whatever you want is good. You know, no, 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 that's, that's not a, that's not a good way to, to do uh, worldview studies. So we want to make sure that we help them to interact um, gently and with grace. And Tactics is a great book for this. In fact, Tactics actually has um, a great interaction that he had with a Wiccan. And he just, um, because Wicca is very much into uh, the uh, protection of nature and life because it's it's pantheistic to where, you know, they're everything has some sort of spiritual element in it to include ourselves. And so he was able to use that and be like, okay, well, our, so you must be pro-life then. And she was like, oh no, no, I'm not pro-life. It was a cash register lady. Right. Um, and she goes, oh no, no, I'm, I'm pro-choice. And he goes, well, wait a second. I thought your belief system, you're, you're pro-life. And if, if that's life, then why wouldn't you advocate for that? And he was able to use her and he's, she had a pentagram on that's, that's how he recognized it. He was able to use um, that information and uh, just this basic understanding of her worldview to spawn this question to really get her to think about, okay, wait a second, what actually do I believe? That was one of my favorite parts of tactics. It's actually yes. on my shelf behind me um, it, where he is. It, it's kind of the way that I go about life too. Um, I get really excited when I meet somebody who is not a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I like, Oh, I, Yay. you know, I have a, a Latter-day Saint friend who said, I think you know more about my religion than I know. <laughs> and it's <laughs> awesome. Really as Christians, you know, I'm not asking everybody to go out and become an expert in everything. Oh, it's not possible. That's yeah. Sort of why mm-hmm. mama bear exists, right? So that mm-hmm. we're not making you go out and do all of this 
extra research. Yeah. Um, we're kind of compiling it into this, you know, hour long videos so that you can mm-hmm. get an idea of what Wicca is, yeah. how you can have these conversations with your kids and practical ways that you can go about your life. Just it, it's not to bombard your kids every time they watch Frozen um, <laughs> and Elsa does a trick or, you know, every time, every time something comes up, you don't yeah. have to bring it up every moment. I right. am a teenage mom now. I have mm. a 13 year old. Amy has a 13 year old. Oh now. my gosh. Yes. And we are certainly getting that. Uh, the, we're seeing the, the eyes rolling. Yes. <laughs> the, the influences that are coming from the outside world and how can we address those things as parents without driving our kids away. I think that is yeah. a, um, it's a fine art that mm-hmm. I am not an expert in. <laughs> I am still learning every trial day, <laughs> but I do want to give some encouragement to the moms and dads watching. Um, Wicca as, as Amy so eloquently said, is like an all encompass. It's like a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. you can learn about Wicca. And so in the links below, I'm going to share some um, research materials that I sort of used and some books that I've read and maybe even some books that Amy's read about Wicca that can give you some more information if that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, also, feel free to shoot us a question in the comments. We're happy to answer questions as they come along. Um, also plug for our YouTube channel. I think we have like 846 subscribers as of today. That is so Um, exciting. And so if I'm going to do one of those, like we've been watching a lot of YouTube since COVID. Um, if you like the video, click subscribe. Like and (laughs) subscribe. I don't know part of the video it's in, but, um, we are really at Mama Bear. We're trying to tap into this, uh, YouTube world that we have and coming up with great video content for you that is accessible and that you can listen to. Um, you don't necessarily have to watch us either. Um, but hopefully, uh, you've learned something today and you've enjoyed hearing Amy's story. I know I have, um, I could talk to her all day about this. Um, maybe that's just me. I doubt it. Um, but if you have any ideas for future videos that you would like us to do, please let us know that in the comments as well. In the meantime, um, take care of yourselves and your families and, um, Remember to trust God in all that you do. Thanks for joining us. Bye. This has been a Mama Bear Apologetics recording. To learn more about Mama Bear Apologetics, please visit us on the web at www.mamabearapologetics.com. We hope you learned a little more about how to sift through ideas, accept the good, reject the bad, and now you can go teach your kids to do the same. Do you have any questions or maybe some ideas about future podcast episodes? Send us an email to askthemamabears at gmail.com and we'll do our best. Rise up, ladies. Rise up, mama bears. We are all in this together.